0: Hello and welcome to the Zwift, the SBS podcast. As the days get longer, I'm looking forward to riding the roads again. But I couldn't be happier with the work I've put in on Zwift over the winter to keep in shape. Having completed so many of their Fun is Fast event series, I know that when I venture back out onto the road again, I'm ready to climb mountains, push through fondos and speed through intervals. And the workouts, they're all still available. All you need is a bike, trainer and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial at Zwift.com. Right on.
1: Bonjour, 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 and welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Um, before we start, and as usual, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport, or log a ride with our friend at a Zwift. Joining me here on location in Copenhagen, we would not believe it, but it's Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave?
2: Oh, I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> Hello. Can you... Uh, how good does it sound when you say here on location. It's the first just time in almost three, three years. years. It's been three years, it's been a oh, long time, wow. uh,
1: and you know a lot of things have happened to every one of us on this, but uh, this is a good way to turn the page. Uh, turn the page, yes and no, because COVID is still uh, hovering around. We'll we, talk about this. We will get into that shortly, <laughs> um, but we are
2: here, and we're going to be here all the way.
1: Absolutely. Stage
2: one to stage eight. Of, of the women's tour. Of the women's tour. Absolutely. So it's a big one.
1: And and of course, we will take you on a journey. And this is what we hopefully will make this podcast fun and easy for you to listen every morning. Back in Australia, Macca, uh, first of all, before we start dwelling onto this Tour de France and what's been happening in the last few days and what will happen in the next few days, Copenhagen, Denmark, such a beautiful city.
2: Oh, what a magic city. Uh, you and I have both spent a couple of days here leading in. A little bit of playing tourist, haven't we? And um, it's lived up to its expectations. It is the cycling city. There's more bikes per people. Um, It's a city of about 1 to 1.5 million. And it just is stunning, but it's got a little bit of everything for everyone. I found, I think, I'm claiming it the best coffee shop uh, took a while. It's a bit cool. It's a bit cool. It's a bit cool, <laughs> but it was pretty good. Um, Why are we doing here? <laughs> Why are we not there? I don't know. I don't know. That's right. Wait, this is a pretty nice setting, but a no, beautiful city. Great way to start TDF, and even for them, you know, it's been a long time waiting yeah. because remember, it was meant to be the 2020 Tour de France start. Covid hit, and it's been a long, long wait for the city. And you just imagine, you know, from a logistical planning point of view. I think there's been two or three different mayors
1: Mm -hmm. of Copenhagen that have changed over in that time. I was talking to the taxi driver yesterday on on the way back to the hotel and he was telling me uh, he was very proud of the city but also the the delay in, uh, in making this happen here enabled the city to renovate a couple of bridges so now the city is even more beautiful so he was even more proud of having the Tour de France but taxi here. drivers
2: <laughs> uh, they know everything and they have a wealth of information don't they, they absolutely. <laughs>
1: absolutely but let's get down uh, to business Maca. Uh, the 2022 Tour de France uh, it's bound to be a good one I know it's going in diagonal in the whole of the country there's a half of the country that is missing including Brittany and still no Bordeaux I still haven't been to Bordeaux other than the airport shocking I know no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, they were in Bordeaux last year or two years ago, uh, where Van no, be... won the stage, I think. The exactly,
1: and that wasn't here. So. And we've missed it. <laughs> I know,
2: believe it or not, I haven't done too many Bordeaux stages it's... in my 15 years, mm. yet it's been to Bordeaux a lot over its, you know, 100 Absolutely. plus years. But not a lot in the last twenty. Yeah. So sorry about that.
1: That's all right. <laughs> there's always next year. We know. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's concentrate on this year's tour uh, before we go into the the, the, the time trial that is happening uh, tonight for you uh, in uh, in Australia. What do we fancy about this tour? Is there any anything of, from the over overview of it uh, of the map that you already have? You know, a little pinch in your heart about it. Well, there's
2: a. I think there's a few. And I, again, we've 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 said it at the top. The, the three days the three stages in in denmark not just copenhagen obviously the grand part is here and then and then two more stages so i think that's really nice um lil to wallace adenberg
1: okay the pave
2: yeah. stage and that comes early stage five um that's going to be a big one uh i can't help but love the Alpe d'Huez yeah. stage, Alpe d'Huez is iconic, I know it's, almost, it's, always, it's always a special treat, uh, yeah. uh, look it's almost a bit cliche yeah. even <laughs> with Tour de France, but, but think, it is.
1: think just right now, take a pause, Alpe d'Huez, Mathieu van der Poel, Dutch corner, Mathieu van der Poel, oh my god he won't make uh, it through, exactly, how crazy could the Dutchies be on Alpe d'Huez, are we doing it, uh, we are. Totally are we? Are we, it. Are, we you know, are
2: we? I think we got to drag Gracie with us too. And you know what? Uh, she let, has to experience let,
1: it. Let, Let's put it this way: we'll do a podcast from there. Yep. Let's do a podcast yep. from oh the Dutch God. corner on oh. a, on that the
2: is, day. <laughs> that is get we bet. We, I think I think we better get security too. Actually, yeah, security. Get Edo. Edo yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, so look, I'll put this for Yeah. You. So that'll be big. And then, I mean, there's a couple of others and I won't steal them all because I know you've got a couple of um. I'm, I'm just I'm well. just going to
1: point one because I can't point many, but uh, stage 18, going to Otakam. Otakam, for me, it's a legendary climb. It hasn't got the status of Alperdouez, but I'll give you a personal story. For me, Otakam is... Sort of the name you I have heard throughout my, my my younger years when the Tour de France was blasting in the back and Leblanc, for example, was attacking Indurain and dropping Indurain for on one Otake. of the first times. Absolutely, and and Otakem for me has got this even the name in French legendary. What does it mean? Does I don't it, know. Do you know what it means? No, <laughs> no I, I've got no idea. It's just such, not realistically a French name. Yeah, right. um and it's got, like, I don't know, if there's a brand in it, I think. I don't, oh, right. they've,
2: no, well, it's funny, they have, they do it for me too, it's like Tourmalet. Mm-hmm. Tourmalet sounds like it rises above through the clouds or something, and Autocam's the same. I've ridden up it, it is a beautiful mountain, they all, they all are, let's face it, but... There is a few special elements. You mentioned the Inderone one. I think Ino Le Monde, um, on this as well. It's and it's got a rich history of other stage winners as well over the years. So no, I'm with you. It's going to be that's going to be a, a brilliant stage. There are some classic ones. There is, I don't think there is a tourmalade this year, is there? Um, but what's whatever's missing.
1: There's something to replace it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's have a quick look at the uh, time trial that is happening uh, So tonight in, in Australia. 13.2 kilometres in the streets of Copenhagen. Let's say it's fairly flat. Uh, is it one for Ghana? You would think so on paper. And he will have come
2: here completely prepped to to win it. You, you get it. The big bonus is the yellow jersey that comes mm-hmm. with it. Um, you'd think so, but... Surely you've got to give Wout van Aert, Mathieu van der Poel, you've got to give Roglic a chance and you've got to give Pogacar, the defending champion of the race the last Mm -hmm. two years. They're They're the names that spring out of my head that, who else could win it
1: yeah absolutely uh, I would take a second to talk about Matthew Vanderpool again because we already mentioned him uh, once on, on the Dutch corner but uh, Matthew Vanderpool is bringing a certain technology on the on the suit uh, technology that helped allegedly but actually helped uh, Yates winning. The time trial in the Giro Uh, it's a it's a a, a suit that is worth nearly three grand what do we know about this advantage could this really help him or actually help him fighting with the with the best to be there in the mix
2: well they say it don't they I mean the classic one for me is when I interviewed Durbo Luke Durbridge a few years ago and he talked about the the helmet and the skin suit giving you potentially a second a kilometer this is huge and that is massive mm. massive so you, it sounds crazy but all i know is if the skin suit costs you 3k geez imagine if you you know laid it over in the warm up
1: yeah
2: imagine <laughs> took this. Took, a, took a took a took a little Thread out, yeah. You go, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'd be like, oh damn! Oh well, need another one. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, some of the technology Absolutely. that's out there. Thirteen
1: point two kilometers, though. Yeah, uh, it's flat as you've you've been on part of the course. You've been to Tivoli as well, uh, where yes. the presentation was. The finish line is around Tivoli uh, yeah. the Tivoli Garden. Uh, we know ASO is going to do an amazing job showing and showcasing uh, the city. Anything else on that course that sort of take a fancy for you?
2: no i don't think so i think as you say it's flat it's straightforward i think it'll be pretty wide roads um I, look i don't think for ghana it would matter if it was technical or not because the guy who's what six foot four or whatever he is heavy big, big 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 structure heavy structure he actually handles his bike really well technically so for ghana i don't think it would matter i think yes okay you can say that the big wide open roads suit him more Probably do. Either way, I think it'll be a really line ball decision. It is the Tour de France. He is arguably the best time trialist the last three, four years. But you've got guys that are on here mm-hmm. also to win it. And, you know, there's two X factors in, in Van Aert and Mathieu van der Poel. You know, aren't they? They're they ma- major X factors. They can yeah. potentially win bunch sprints. They can potentially win a mountain stage, and they can win the opening stage. Yeah. So you can never put it past them.
1: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Let's talk about uh, a wider um, range of issues. Believe it or not, COVID was still a thing. It's been it's been now many years. Interesting in the fact that. Uh, the, they've, been manage, they've been managing to go through the last couple of Tour de Frances without too much COVID, and now COVID is making a way back with a big, massive question mark. A lot of the ride, a lot, many riders, actually, not here because of COVID. Daryl Impey, for example.
2: Yeah, Daryl Impey, um, sadly, because he's a great, he's a great athlete and, and uh, you know a real gentleman as well. But he's he's tested positive, um, and he's had to before COVID, and he's had to withdraw at the last minute. There's been about seven or eight other riders. Esteban Chavez was meant to be here. That was that was more sort of five, six days ago. So he ended up not being on the start list uh, originally. Um, Bob Youngles, I believe, has made it. Okay. I saw a tweet from him in the last two hours. Um, I think he'd had a, an initial positive, but he's, a, he's had a false positive. That's important for AG trois Citroen with Ben O'Connor, of course, uh, the Aussie who we're, we're gunning to make the podium this year. And Youngles will play a, a real crucial role in that. But there is, there's been a bunch of riders, and it was interesting, um, us chatting earlier, and a little bit of that, that sort of um, uh, um, nervousness, I guess, now, a lot of it has derived from Tour de Suisse, where yeah. we saw 30-odd riders um, pull out due to COVID. And I thought that it was probably due to it was Switzerland, the Swiss, you know them, yeah, everything by the book, and and maybe it was an organisational thing, as in a race organisational thing. Apparently, it's not. It was the teams doing the testing themselves, trying to do the right thing, and now putting their hands up. So I get it, but but Daryl Impey, there's a there's a clip on YouTube on his own YouTube page channel. If you watch it and you listen to him, there's a couple of key things he says and i'm not saying right or wrong or whatever but he's asymptomatic Mm -hmm. he said if he wasn't racing or wasn't doing the tour de france he said he'd be going about his business on a day-to-day basis not knowing he had covid going shopping going out for dinner doing whatever now he's stuck at home not racing he's completely fit healthy and ready to race so it's when when do we as a society i suppose mm-hmm. not just a sport but as a society say well 95 percent of the population are vaccinated we just get on with it
1: yeah i don't know it's it's a, it's a big question because mm. uh i mean uh, and, and as some of uh, the people we met before f- from the teams are questioning you know when when you know when did that happen with the flu you know wh- what what happened there but you Never. know what another thing we go back that we know we know we know experts in this no uh, no and, that's right and, but the society is getting experts yep. at this but uh, the, the reality is that COVID is here and i'm, I'm actually amazed that it's still honestly a, a discussion around the peloton around the tour de france and 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 do you think we we are likely to see the team getting a bit more crispated about it a bit more um tense about yeah the COVID? i mean uh, some of the press conferences that we were going to be on on live and, and yeah in, as in per person normal. as per yeah. normal as per normal in person have very quickly been reverted all into Zoom. Uh, well, term Bike conference.
2: Exchange was one of those mm-hmm. and we spayed Lucy Martin who's yeah. been uh, a great support to us and um, of course, you know, we want to get sort of, uh, we want to be first cab off the rank getting information mm-hmm. out of Bike Exchange and she said just that. They were going to have normal press conferences and then they changed at the last minute and I don't blame them yeah. because if you put yourself in their shoes, if I was... Team manager or team director like Matt White, I'd be taking every precaution possible. Yeah. Um. And what you and I have noticed, and we won't mention the teams, but the hotel that we're at, each team have got different protocols. Yeah, different attitudes too. We're seeing riders walk around pretty casually, not doing anything silly. Yeah. But just being a bit more free. And then you're seeing other riders that are completely staying out of, like the foyer area. Staying out of
1: any of the public areas. Um, Let's say it's the uh, difference between Australia and Belgium. Oops, upset it. <laughs> <laughs> Major differences. Major friend. difference. <laughs> anyway,
2: your beer's rubbish for a start. <laughs> <laughs> Belgium beer. <laughs> um, your coffee's pretty average, Mate, Belgians almost beat you for coffee, and theirs and theirs has only just improved in the last yeah. couple of years. But I mean, the only thing well, I think your butter, your butter, your bread. Yeah. Your bloody is pretty average to you, but oh no, I've got three weeks of it, what am I going to do? I
1: know, I know, I know. Okay, let's look about uh, shop again. And look who's here. Two guys, you
2: know what, two guys I raced against a long, long time ago, but all three of us have aged really well, I think. Matty White and Matty Heyman, uh, good to have you both here. Um, what a beautiful start in Denmark, Whitey.
3: No, it is. Uh, the last few times that Tour de France has started outside of France, we've had some very, very big turnouts, and I don't expect any different for the prologue in in downtown Copenhagen. So it's going to be exciting.
1: What do you make of Copenhagen as a city? Uh, because it's such a beautiful place, the weather is turning it up. Uh, what's the feeling so far?
3: Well, I think it's a big country town. I don't, I don't, it doesn't have that city feel to it. It's, uh, it's quite quite spread out. Yeah. It does it doesn't feel like a hectic sort of a hectic sort of a city. But uh, oh, I like the town. I've been here before for the World Championships a long time ago and uh it's it's very relaxed sort of feel. The weather's good and uh, I don't think they get weather as good as this most of the year so enjoy it while we can.
4: I just think also that the anticipation for this, you know, I mean it's been put off. Um and I think it probably wouldn't have done it justice when we're in the middle of the pandemic to start here and now that everything's kind of more back to normal we've got the Rock Kilda, uh, music festival on down the road and have you gone not yet uh, can hear <laughs> oh, it from okay here. so there's
2: still a chance
4: um but you know and, and and we do know that the Scandinavians really love their cycling um as much as we found out when you know my first tour to France was 2014 and we started in the UK and the crowds there were amazing and I'm expecting kind of the same thing here and often when we do leave France um we get that extra crowd extra element and extra excitement um you just the you know, because it is new they don't yeah. get
3: the opportunity to see the Tour come to their doorstep every year yeah. whereas in France it's always in the Pyrenees it's always in the Alps yeah, yeah, but yeah. these new locations uh, it does attract a new a new fan base and I think it's great that we can take the, the big races especially the Tour outside of France every now
1: and then so let's talk shop what can we expect from uh, from the team this year well we, well, we are very much stage
3: orientated uh, going back to the roots we are we are <laughs> a bunch of opportunists and uh, that is that's going to start on obviously stage 2 with, with Dylan
2: is that, is that exciting for you guys? Of course, yeah. every team, you'd love to have a, a guy fighting for a top three. It
4: is when you recon stage five and it's a cobbled stage and <laughs> you don't have to worry about anything. Well, how, ex- <laughs> how excited, actually, I'm are, are you about excited. that? I am. I mean, um, you know, I, I put in the extra effort. And we're a bit like, okay, it doesn't really suit us, you know, but I think we, we have a really good team for stage five because there is no pressure on anybody. And eventually, it will be as we've seen in other Roubaix stages in the tour. It'll be raced as a as more of a GC day, a lot really defensively. And if you have guys that are willing to take an opportunity, you can go a long way.
2: It's double-edged sword, Matty, isn't it? This stage, I've never thought about it in this way, but it can be brutal for some of the GC teams. Like their race can end potentially. Yeah, on we've that been date. in that position. Yeah.
4: I mean, I was in that position as a rider, um, trying to get Yates through the stage and. And it's, um, you know, but also as a rider, knowing that my hands were tied and watching the, the stage wind go off the road, but then also really happy to get, to get, it was Adam Adam at the time, yeah. To get Adam through the stage and he finished with the GC guys and, and he finished on bunch time. And I wasn't the only one. There was, the, my colleagues and contemporaries were doing the same. Um, so yeah, we were super happy to get through that stage. Um, but I much prefer to be going in like this. Yeah. <laughs>
3: very, very different mindset. Yeah. Very, very different mindset for us and the team.
1: Can we have a, a bit of an insight on the form for Dylan? A bit up and down in the, in the, in the lead-up, how is he now? Uh, good, no, the,
3: the Dauphiné was, was, was planned. So the reason we took him to the Dauphiné is he's no stranger to winning at the Tour de France, but he's always used flat stage races as, as his preparation. Now the idea for us, the Dauphiné was always going to be touch and go if we got four opportunities, if we got no opportunities. At the end of the day, we got none. But the idea was there was to make him more robust for the three weeks. So it was was a hard workout. He did six stages of the A. We planned to send him home, and then we took him to Slovenia five days later. Won a stage. So he's got a really good block underneath him, and I think that's gonna really hold him instead for the entire three weeks. At the end of the day, we know we've got three opportunities in the first week, but we've also got three in the last week. Now, you've gotta be there. To be to to which get those opportunities, which he has in the past, but by the skin of his chinny chin chin, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, <laughs> oh, the, the chinny chin chin, you know, when he's just hanging in, and like me. He's, he's like a bodybuilder. He is he's not a climber. He does not enjoy alpine passes. Canal crossings. <laughs> he, uh, that's his, no, that has been his limit in the past. But uh, we are broadening his horizons. But and
4: at the same time, he likes an uphill sprint. You know? He's yeah. got yeah. a lot of power there. Like, he'd probably prefer an uphill sprint rather than a flat one. So. It's just a big body mass to move yeah.
3: over alpine and pyramid passes. And I think he's in a great pace condition wise. And uh, that condition wise is one part of it. The other one is obviously confidence as a sprinter going in. Uh, he's already won five races this year and he's beaten all his contemporaries in different races during the, during the spring. And I think we're going in confident that, uh, that he, he can get the job done somewhere along the line over the next three weeks.
2: And one of his big rivals, there's this, all these team cars along here with the red red colors, little nuggety bloke, Caleb Ewan. Yep. You guys know him, you know him well. He, was, yep. he started with the team. How, how, where is he at, do you think?
3: Good. They've got a, they've got an interesting lineup uh, supporting him. Um, it's a it's a new lineup, fresh lineup. It'll be interesting to see how that goes for those guys. But last time they were at the tour, they were the best two sprinters in, 2000, in 2019. They were they were going head and head and head and shoulders above the rest really. And there was a couple of stages where uh, Caleb won by millimeters, then Dylan won by millimeters. So I think it'll be. I think between those two uh, and Jakobsen there, and, and maybe Phillipson. Um, I think they're they're the four key guys, the four key sprinters for this yeah. next three weeks.
1: Absolutely, we you never had we never had the two Ronnies in the podcast. We've got the two Matthews. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, think,
2: I think I can we can see these regularly coming yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe, maybe especially after the the festival.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you, guys.
3: Pleasure, Gents.
4: No, thanks very much, guys.
1: You know, some really good insight for from from white notability. Uh, who else in this lineup today? When you look at who's on the start line, uh, you really fancy, and also who can bite the pug, other than the COVID. That
2: that is the burning question. Mm. Is it the is it the thirty million euro question? Yeah, because that's what his current contract is over five years, isn't it? He's he's the best cyclist in the world. Hands down. If 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 you put the the yardstick at the Tour de France right mm. now, like Chris Froome was a few years ago, the Pog is he's got to be more confident than ever. Uh, and again, like you say, his biggest concerns would be staying healthy, yeah, not just COVID, just general you know general health, and not cr- not yeah. crashing, staying so, upright. Yeah, the upright. I don't know. I, you know, you scratch your head, yeah. don't you? you? You look down at the start list and you say, well, you know, Roglic at his very, very best um, may challenge him and look, maybe there's a dark horse out there but that's right, I think if if Pogacar stays on form, on track, upright, healthy, he'll be a hard man to beat.
1: Yeah. Let's listen to him, Teddy Pogacar. Uh, normally it should be good, uh, I don't know. Uh, after Slovenia, uh, I recovered a bit, uh, been in altitude
5: training camp. And yeah, I think uh, I'm ready. But uh, we, we work as a team, not as uh, single riders. And I think uh,
1: as long as we, we stick together, there's no no problems. So there was Tadej uh, Pogacar uh, here on 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 our microphone actually? Because we yes. we have not had Tadej Pogacar realistically as a leader on an SBS microphone at the Tour de France. We were not here. No. This is the first time we are here. Like, the whole reign of Tadej Pogacar has happened while, while we were back in Australia. So it's also a revelation for us. Oh, I've Pogacar here.
2: Yeah, he, that's he, true. That's true. I mean, he look he came out to it down under. Yeah. As a neo pro.
1: You saw him at the Vuelta. Uh, he, I it, did,
2: he, I did. But that was that. You're right, actually. He was third in the Vuelta, yeah. and but I, I saw him from a distance. I was in the I was in the comms booth, yeah. so I wasn't reporting. And um, I remember Matthew Keenan and I were looking at each other each day he won. I think he won three stages. The uh, might have won the King of the Mountains classification. Mm-hmm. And we were both just saying, "Who is this kid?" Yeah. Well, we knew who he was. <laughs> we were finding out more about him, and we both just said said we couldn't wait to see him at well, the tour we've learned pretty quick. we've learned we quick haven't we yeah so no no he was and look i can tell you i was the one holding the mic uh last night he was so relaxed yeah he he, he was still like a young kid sort of it was like he was still finding his way in in the tour de france yeah and i don't, I don't mean that as in he looked nervous or looked out of place it's just like he just nothing phases him Nothing seems to mm-hmm. overawe him. And he's just like there going, oh, yeah, what do you want to know? What's your question? Yeah. Oh, I'll answer that. Okay. Oh, where do I go now? He's just... <laughs>
1: He is a special i know i know i know you like him a lot yeah it's hard not to though isn't yeah, it yeah absolutely yeah. i agree I agree uh let's talk about uh we and we will review most of the the Aussies present here because you've been lucky enough yesterday uh to do to be at a, the team presentation in the tivoli garden uh and be able to uh to talk to most of them but uh let's talk about ben o'connor now uh actually you know what before we talk about ben o'connor you you ask him a few questions so let's listen to this interview
6: I was nervous, goodness <laughs> me, giving me the microphone with a million people there. It was super, super cool. It was uh, That was a lot better than Brest. That was uh, special.
2: So what's the feeling like for you now, 12 months around? Last year, sure, you went in with big goals, but it was amazing, an amazing tour. Now you come back with some even more serious ambition.
6: I'm probably far less nervous, actually, because it's not your first tour. And also after Dauphiné with the podium, it's like really, really jumps your I guess what your perceived level is, you know, I feel like I deserve to be there rather than kinda of surprising people. So yeah, I just I just want to make sure I don't make mistakes, you know, that's that's the main thing with the wind here for these first couple of days and also in France in Calais. and Calais. Then you have the cobbles. You know, it goes on. But that's the main thing because the form is good, you know, like you know you have the right level and capacity. So it's just about relying on your teammates and not making mistakes now. Actually,
2: <laughs> do you let yourself do you do you let yourself soak it up and enjoy it, rather than you know you have got to have that tunnel vision and be super serious? But do you let yourself for a moment enjoy what the Tour de France is, the spectacle?
6: At some point, yeah, I think the first the, the TT, I think will be. I mean, it's, you know, it's your own job, but it will be amazing the experience. It's more about today. Today is the best one to 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 take it in because. The next couple of days won't be, and it won't be, I think, until the end of the first week that I can have a bit of a Tour de France uh, magic moment where you look around and fall in love again.
1: <laughs> so that was Ben O'Connor. Uh, Maka, I just want to ask you a question here. Finished fourth last year, is he dreaming a podium today, or is he dreaming as a winner and a winner today? What's realistic for someone All like I'd Outside
2: podium, but... but. Knowing I don't know Ben O'Connor well, but I've got to, I've chatted to him a few times in his young career already and and from what I'm seeing from his demeanour and interviews and everything, he will dare to dream, not just podium. He will dare to dream about that top step because that's what's got him to where he is today by dreaming, by daring to dream. And like he did last year, when he attacked on that mm terrible terrible day in the alps the weather and everyone went what's this guy doing we'll let him go and they never saw him again and he won the stage only so Colbredy was uh, was with him <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> a sprinter that was crazy
1: that's a different question Bahrain will talk about that yeah well. We'll, we will go there <laughs> no so
2: i love his attitude the way no, he races. now
1: reflect a minute mm. ben o'connor does podium or not win or, or, like, you know, or if he wins. Yep. Let's, let's let's dare to dream if he wins. Okay, we're going to dream with him. Let's dare to dream. WA wins the Giro. WA wins the Tour de France. How amazing is this for WA? Well,
2: I think the first thing we should do is not let WA have a referendum yeah. to, to break away <laughs> anymore. Yeah. <laughs> because suddenly their stocks have gone up.
1: <laughs> the cycling stocks. I mean, well, least. hey, Jai Hindley, yeah.
2: Giro. Ben O'Connor, imagine, can yeah. you imagine that? Uh, Two Western Australians. Imagine this. <laughs> Let's dare to dream. Let's dare to dream. You'd, you'd almost be um, really jealous as, a, as a,
1: an Australian <laughs> on the East Coast, wouldn't <laughs> you?
2: Yeah. You're like, come on. Like, imagine, imagine WA
1: people. Yeah, and peeps of WA. I know you, oh, yeah, you, you are listening to this podcast. Oh, face. Uh, I mean, do it. Do it oh. on social media. We <laughs> like it. We like it. Realistically. No, I mean, <laughs> hey. Uh, I
2: think we should dare to dream with him a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Let us know, Catch uh, Peloton, if you uh, if you want a referendum. You think, <laughs> if you want a referendum or not, <laughs> should WA <Yes. laughs> be the cycling nation of Australia? That's how I'm going to face it. Um, uh, let, let's go around as well uh, some of the other Aussies because you you've been again uh, in, uh, lucky enough to talk to uh, to most of them. Uh let, Yeah. Let, let's talk about Simon Clark. legend. Yeah. Uh, legend of a bloke as yes. well. Uh you you know you've known him for a long time. Yep. Uh and fair to say he was happy to be here. Yeah, look he's
2: wrapped, wasn't he? And and you know, the story of why maybe we maybe we should let
6: him
1: yeah. um, say that. Absolutely. That's Simon Clark.
5: Team
6: team BMW at the bakeries I know. <laughs> Mate, never give up. I mean, people tell you it, you just got to believe it, you know? And uh yeah, back here for Tour number seven, and looking forward to it. Uh, amazing vibe here at the Team Prezzo, probably one of the more, uh, definitely more exciting crowds I've ever seen at a Team Prezzo, so let's hope uh, the racing continues as the as it has here.
1: Yeah, Simon Clark, from uh, the Team BMW uh, <laughs> in the bakery to uh, <laughs> <laughs> lining up at the Tour de France. When he Yves. said it, I missed it, I was like,
2: who was that? <laughs>
1: I just went, you know, like the zero boys back in the day. But, um, I mean, we're laughing, but Let's take let's take a, a breath again for a minute. Cycling is a lot about resilience. Yes. Resilience on the bike, resilience on the saddle, resilience in the mountains, in the climb, in the descent, whatever. Also resilient in your career. Never ever ever give up the dream.
2: No, and he is he's testament to that, Simon Clark. He is. He he, he should be a a really good inspiration to all young young Aussie girls and boys, you know, wanting to be pro cyclists one day. And young juniors coming up in our country, uh, that is how you will make it. Mm-hmm. Um, he he had absolutely some natural ability. He was, I think, he was a junior world champion, yeah, Simon. Mm-hmm. So in the team pursuit, maybe um, he's showed some natural ability, but he's not an outright, outright purist at anything. Um, he's just got a big, big heart. He's got big lungs and and uh, and um, a lot of work ethic. And, you know, with that has brought him stages at the Vuelta, King of the Mountains classification of the, the Vuelta. Absolutely, yeah. Majorosa jersey at the Giro. Yep. Um, success at the Tour de France with Green Edge. Um, and many other things. Second in Amstel, gold only to Matthew van der Correct, correct. So the guy is, Let's you remember know, that. he really has yeah. squeezed
1: every last bit and he's still going. So and a, and he's really, really in a very big, tight competition with uh, our very own Mark Rancho on the best circuit, or the neatest haircut. Oh, it's pretty, it's up there, isn't it? It's up there. I, I actually think, I actually think
2: Jakob Fulsang has given him some pointers. Do you think so? Yeah, well, Matt, Matt Keenan always says, you know, the Danes, they're beautiful. Yeah? They're, they're beautiful <laughs> looking. They've got the, the men and the women, you know, they and the men are even just manicured perfectly. <laughs> and Jakob Fulsang is like this, you know, beautiful specimen. so
1: Clark, Clark, he almost deserved to be a dane yeah i, I think so <laughs> yeah
2: come on let's not get but well, he's from selby in the dandenong's all right That's okay not quite <laughs> but <laughs> his hair is
1: his hair qualifies yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely uh kelly one is the rocket we know we know him and he's coming here this year with a lot to prove and a lot to defend there's a lot of pressure on those tiny shoulders there is and
2: Again, I'll give Matty Keaton some some words here. He said, look out the window. There's a truck, there's a bus, there's five team cars, there's two vans, there's this, there's that. Sure, there's eight riders. They're all, there's Soigneurs, there's 20 staff. They are all here for Caleb Ewan to win. Because, you know, they've got a great team on paper. And yes, some potential other winners and legends,
1: Philippe Gilbert. Yeah, last two potentially for the Philippe Gilbert. Yeah.
2: But they are all here yeah. for him to win. So there is a little bit of pressure. Mm-hmm. But he's star quality. He's star factor. And, you know, you you can argue in a straight line, he is the quickest man in the world. So they have to deliver him. And he has to deliver himself a little bit to that last 200 metres where he's got an open road. And I think if he can do that, he'll win. Yeah, he absolutely. will win here. I, I believe he's the quickest in a straight line. He just needs to find that open road in front of him and yep. uh he'll do
6: it but let's listen to uh can everyone it's a completely different team here like not not one rider the same so there's actually not that much we can take from the giro to bring here because you know it's a completely uh different roster and uh i think we'll have to the to ride the sprints a little bit different because the guys in front of me i have no experience with um so yeah it's going to be a bit of a Bit of a change, but I think uh, could be a positive one. You know, the guys in front of me are super strong, so we'll see. Yeah, you know, they're they're more like strong classics guys, um, which I think will be helpful. You know, in these first few stages here in Denmark, um, in the Roubaix kind of stage, I think uh, that'll be good. So yeah they're definitely super strong
1: so uh yeah it's just uh, if we can bring it all together so there was uh, a uh we see him around uh in a, in the foyer uh, yet alone yeah he's from a bedroom team that's a, that's the other clue for you today but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything but yeah uh yeah, we we see him hovering and around and you're right he's tiny he like, uh, he's, he's, oh, he's a a a a small he's a small guy by uh he's by the the purist, size really but in reality he's the outright leader of that team
2: yeah yeah, 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 he is. And you just see, you know, at the team presentation last night and, you know, waiting waiting in line for the teams to come through because they're coming through the sort of the shoot, the mix zone then mm-hmm. with all the international media and we were part of that, obviously. Um, you know, the big stars took a little while to get to myself and Gracie because we were, we were about, I don't know, fifth or sixth TV network So the big stars get stopped by everyone, Mm -hmm. and he was one of those. And we saw him come, and and then 15 minutes later, he got to us because they all want to talk to him because they all... Put him in that top tier of guys that, that are either going to run podium overall or they're going to win stages. Yeah. So let's hope so. Uh,
1: let's hope we hear a lot more from Caleb Ewan on uh, the SBS microphone over the the next few weeks. Uh, let's let's uh, go around as well as some of the other Aussies and Michael Matthews. Uh, Michael Matthews here with uh, of course the bike bike exchange Jayco uh, team. Uh, what can we expect from Michael Matthews? Well, no doubt the 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 finishers that have got short little uphill
2: kickers, that's the, they're the days for him, 100%. Dylan Groenevagan is a um, purist sprinter, so he's going up against Caleb, for that matter, um, you know, on, on on all those days. But for Michael, it's those. But you know what else? You know where else I'd love to see Michael, and he, I think he will, look for those opportunist moves mm. um, where you know he might get up the road with 20 other riders? Because Michael... He's not a, he's fast, but he's not a purist, but he's also not the worst climber. Mm-hmm. So he can get over these smaller climbs, not mountains, but on those smaller undulating days, he can get over. And that's potentially a, how he'll jag a stage win as
1: well. So, f- former winner of the green jersey, can we dream of a Michael Matthews in green in Paris in three weeks? Or is it going to be tough?
2: No, I think you can. I think, why not? I think at the start, they all start from zero mm-hmm. Peter Sagan, Caleb Ewan. Jakobsen, Michael Matthews as a former winner. Um, all those guys start from zero. So absolutely, and as and as a former winner, when he won that green jersey, it was Marcel Kittle who had a massive lead. Yeah. Massive lead. And incidentally, that day when it completely turned around, Michael Matthews went in an opportunist break. And it was a it was a undulating day. It wasn't a mountain day, but it was a tough undulating day. Kittle gets dropped withdraws from the race completely empty completely empty i think he won four stages Mm -hmm. so he he'd had massive success he he had a good tour but he was aiming for the green as well at that point withdraws michael matthews in one day elevates himself into the green jersey and i think won the stage Mm -hmm. so things can turn Uh, so
1: uh, quickly exactly and it's it's the year where sagan was disqualified uh but yes he, he basically has got nothing to do for uh, Michael Matthews you've got to be here till the end yeah. you can't question whether or not Sagan was disqualified rightfully or not again the end of the day, doesn't Mike, matter, doesn't matter. <laughs> That's right, you, you, you got to be around exactly, you got to be around. So,
2: no, no, uh, I give him an equal chance of anyone okay. of any of those guys that are having you know thoughts of the green,
1: yeah. Hey, uh, to uh just finish this roundup of the the Aussies at uh, the Tour de France, uh, Michael Storer is my favorite for the Polkadot. I think I'm, I'm sounding like a broken record, but Michael, if you are listening to this, we want you in the Polkadot, or I want you in a Polkadot on the steps of the podium in Paris. Before we talk about him, let's see some two. Michael store. Yeah,
6: I had uh, a few goosebumps, which I haven't had so many times up on a stage. Uh, yeah, it's really special here to yeah start the Tour de France and, yeah, the, already seeing what people say about the crowds, it's incredible. We have uh, all of France behind us, especially uh, behind uh Tiro Pino and David uh, Godet. Man of a
1: few words, Michael story. He's like he. He's Isn't lucky. He? I was gonna say he's almost shy, he's almost like a kid. Anyway, oh, he's, I, he's, he, but it's funny with him because you, you see him he's he's tiny, he's shy, he's very quiet. But on the bike, man, he's a beast. He yeah. he's a beast. <laughs> he, he is, he is lucky. he's lethal.
2: He 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 can you know, you look at him and think gee still looks sort of eighteen. Yeah. And the way he talks really softly. And, you know, he's, he's 25 this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks 12, though. Oh, yeah. He does look 12. <laughs> he does. Two stages in the Vuelta last year, plus the KOM. Um, you know, he was second in Tour of Alps this year. Yeah. So he's had, a, he's had a really good build-up. The Tour was sort of always on his um, radar. radar this year and, and with the team as well.
1: Um, French team it's a bit bit special to be in a French team Uh, and the main French team I would say because Ben O'Connor is also in the French team but uh, Groupama FDJ is you know they're wearing the colors on the shoulders yes the the, the tricolor the tricolor of the flag they're the main French team and today yes they're going for Pinot uh, but realistically Pino is not the leader. Godu is the leader. Yeah. They're going for Godu as, as the leader. But uh, Michael Storer can actually, you know, do something. And that polka dot is important for a French team.
2: Yeah. And you know what? I'm totally, I'm, I'm glad you didn't pick Ben O'Connor for the polka dot because mm. we want him to focus mm. on the general. Michael is the man. I agree yeah. with you totally. And I, I just hope, I just hope that being a French team and two star French riders, that, they give, they do give Michael the opportunities, um, I love you a know, word. and from a bias. I have a word. I love a word. <laughs> can, can you do that? I'd appreciate it if you could. we all would appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I think you can. You can show them both passports and say, listen. Yeah, I have a word guys, with Mark deal. I I'm unbiased. <laughs> um, gee, you better put your put your vest on yeah i know mark mario you might go into battle <laughs> 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 but no
1: we want we want Michael i want michael Sora in a polka yeah. uh, jersey uh, in paris and all across this uh and, and it's a bit of a different competition this year the polka dot and i, I know I, I go on about it but there's no double point uh, on the finish and that is changed, it's changed a little bit yeah yes, that's, yes. but that's changing the game when you think about it mm. because less opportunistic on the big stage it's more of a consistency so less opportunities for the real climbers to actually claim it could be very different for someone like pocket who has won it twice in a row because of allegi- uh, uh, honesty about the double pointing yep, yep. of it. so this could actually open up the competition this is where someone like michael storer as an opportunistic in the mountain as a breakaway in the mountains could do something
2: yeah, I like it because you're right. And it's, and not just that, but the, yeah, the GC guys in general who can sort of inadvertently end win the category. It, yeah, end up with it. Yeah. So I, yeah, I like that they've changed it, tweaked it slightly. Um, and you know what, I think you better, Seeing seems you've been the one batting on about it. Look, I'll, I'll put 20 <laughs> bucks in or something. I'm not sure what our budget will be, but we better, we should come up with a special prize <laughs> if, if. Michael Stora or maybe one of the other Aussies. Um, Nick Schultz is a yeah, possibility true. too. I think. Um, we, if they, th- if we think they're getting closer to winning it, we better come up with a prize for Paris. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe, maybe send in your thoughts, <laughs> what you think we should give if we get a first Australian winning the polka dots. Remember,
1: it's the first ever in more than a hundred and what three editions of the Tour de France. Yeah,
2: yeah. Budget's be, fifty uh, bucks or yeah. well, fifty euro. I'll stretch it to fifty euros. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Come up with your thoughts. Big we spender, want to know. Right? Big <laughs> Come on! I mean, seriously. And, and so I you want to, said, let's do it. Let's yeah, do it. yeah. I will. I will. We'll, we'll put our money. Well, I mean, we'll try and get thirty euros out of the team. Yeah, of out, as we're. out of our team. There's <laughs> ten of us, so that's, <laughs> <laughs> that should be that, that should be
1: enough. Actually, we might make money out of yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's round up the the interviews that you uh, you you did yesterday uh, with Chris From. Where is Chris From at? I read an article just before uh, coming into this podcast. He's at 10 to 15 watts from the power he was putting you know, in his best year of the Tour de France. Can we say, Froome me, he's back to a good level? I mean, if he's here, it means he's back. He's, he's ready for it.
2: Look, yeah, I think he's at a good level. Where he's at, he's in a really good place mentally, I mm. think. And that's, yeah. You know, I know, whatever, at the end of the day, it's here to, you're here to win. You're here to, this is a business, it's a sport, uh, but... I think Chris Froome's knows where he's come from post injury. You know, like he said, back below zero. Mm. Um, it is just great he's here, and what I would love to see, and I think it'd be great for the sport, great for the fans, is that he jags a stage win. That'd be beautiful. That, that it would. it exactly that. It'd be beautiful. It really would, and I think. And I,
1: think and, and I must say one thing. I, I, I would say we know the French public had it's bad time for him yeah. because he was overwinning the Tour de France in the franchise. Yeah. Not all franchise, but some of the franchise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I would say European because there's not just French uh, supporters. Well, uh, it's a,
2: it's, a, it's human it's, nature, isn't it? When someone keeps winning and winning and winning, in the end, you get sick of it yeah, and but, you, wanna, you want the competition. But this it.
1: whole drama that happened to, to him in the last few years just brought a human side to it. And yeah. I reckon he would be absolutely celebrated as the champion that he is if he wins the stage.
2: So do you, do you think the French- 100% public have turned around? 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh,
1: let's listen to Chris from.
5: I mean, I think it's, it's easy to lose perspective of uh, where I've come from just because of what I've achieved previously um, in my career, having won this race uh, four times, been on the podium another couple of times. So, um, but obviously that accident for me three years ago, that was a reset button. That was going back to below ground zero. Um, and having to work my way up again and it's only been really in the last couple months that I'm starting to starting to see some uh, glimpses of uh, my former self again um, but uh, and things have been progressing really well this year has been the first year where I haven't had things holding me back any niggles or pains or anything so I'm really keen to get into this year's Tour de France and uh, see 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 where the legs get me to very, very much uh, very much a day at a time at the moment um, looking for opportunities as they arrive uh, arise I've uh, yeah got to be realistic in myself and I mean I've I've seen a, a great great deal of progression these last few months and I haven't seen a plateau yet or a peak of that so I, I hope I can keep building on that throughout this race um, but yeah certainly I I'm, I'm, I'm here to, to give it absolutely hundred percent and and uh, See, see where that gets me. Come Paris.
1: That was Chris from. I just love his manner. He's, oh, he's just a, just he a, a
2: true he's gentleman. A, he absolutely. really is a true gentleman. Yeah, and it was lovely to talk to him.
1: Yeah, so here's a, uh, the roundup that we can give you for uh, the interviews that were made yesterday at uh, the, the team presentation. Anything else of, of a matter before we dwell into some other issues, uh, Maka? In, in When you look at that st- start list, uh, we mentioned Gilbert being the last tour. Uh, Dukinic Quick Step has got a lined up that no is. No Kev. No, no Ala Philippe. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, yeah. and, and it has got to be mentioned that you know what can they do? They coming. Wh- what are they coming for? Uh, stages, stages, stages. Yeah, uh, yeah. And and, and else one really. man,
2: one yep. mate, well, one main man. Um, and they've missed no Tim De Clercq either. Yeah. So he's another one of of the COVID. Absolutely. And that's a big loss. El tractor. Mm. There's no tractor. Yeah. You know. Um. So they got Michael Morku though. Yeah. Big lead out man. Look, Jakobsen. I think is going to be Caleb Mueller's biggest rival. Yeah. Here. I think for sure,
1: um, yeah, not Grunwegen. Okay.
2: Well, maybe as well, but I feel like Jakob, Jakobsen's had something like ten wins yep. already this year. His mm-hmm. form's good, and it, well, he's uh, he's got a great lead out. Yeah. Train. Walk, yeah. I can't wait for the first sprint ah, stage. It's going to be amazing. Cannot and it's going to come very quickly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to yep. come very quickly. At about uh, 70 kilometers per hour. Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, okay, let, let's let's move on. Uh, we got to talk about Bahrain. There's been a, a few development here. So we will try to stay true to the fact because fact of the matter is we know nothing no more than what the press is reporting yeah uh and the reports are that there's been few houses raided in the barin team there's been the hotel uh raided uh by the danish police as well uh, at the
2: request
1: of, uh, of the french, french authorities, so there yeah. is there is something going on it at least there's an investigation going yeah. on uh, and that's not really we can't really say any more than this what i would say though it's all those stories they're not good for the sport let's let's face it it's not good for the sport or are they good for the sport that they are actually (sighs) trying to flush those those yeah i mean
2: yeah uh, the reason we bring this up and i'll just add to what you say is we don't want to pretend that, that the raids didn't happen brush it under the carpet not say anything but at the same time we actually don't know any yeah. more than probably
1: what you're reading. So we're at home. okay to gossip on anything else, but this the, at this time, this is so serious for the sport. Yeah, it is. It is yeah, a yeah. serious matter. Now it's better that not speculate. Instead of gossiping, well, let's not speculate. We'd rather on this. give you the facts. Yeah.
2: and and the good news is there aren't any. Well, there's no bad news to to announce, so that's good. Um, I can't help but think there's some sort of. I mean, they got raided last year. They've been raided once now and then searched. Rated makes it sound dramatic, doesn't it? Yeah, At the yeah. end of the day, it's a it's a search. Um, nothing has been found to our knowledge, and that's what the team has said. And they fully cooperated, so it's all fine. And you know, I guess in a way, that's good. Yeah, that's good. And, that's and, good for the sport. But it's, I think, if there was something really negative to come out of this, and let's I'll just say it. Let's just say that whatever team there was that was searched or raided and they found um, um performance enhancing drugs it would be more damning now i yeah. think for the sport than what it was through the armstrong era
1: i reckon you're right on this i reckon I don't know he, why
2: he, well my, my hunch just says we can't afford to go absolutely back there again ever.
1: and, and again not to give any uh also but just to give a a, a bit more of a um overall view on this uh, other teams have been raided in the years past Arkea has been raided Yeah. Quintana uh, before so, and nothing came out of it so no. let's not over dramatise yeah. uh, until something actually comes out of some, yeah. uh, at the minute we uh, and on heart I know nothing about this story no, no, no more than what I read on Twitter and, and, yeah. and I am not part of the police so let's not speculate no, on,
2: and, on and and you know what so that's good it's oh, it's good that, that there's, when you say Arkea okay, because I sort of half forgot about that in the last few years mm-hmm. it's not like authorities have turned a blind eye to our sport or or, or walked away and gone ah we don't need to look at cycling anymore they actively are and they're not finding anything so that's that's really good news
1: absolutely so far it's very good news yeah uh any other things we want to mention before we uh, go and enjoy the the city of copenhagen before the 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 tour starts when the race gets underway oh
2: gee i think mate we've got 21 plus 8 Days. How do you
1: feel about spending thirty days with me, not twenty-one? I know days. this. This, this is going to really test our friendship, isn't it? Is that is that when you're happy, social distanciation <laughs> is still a thing
2: <laughs> somehow? I don't know. Well, gee, I think I think. You and I, and I think even the whole team, we're all just pacing ourselves. We all know, okay, we've got to give each other a bit more space. We've got to be a bit more polite at breakfast. We say please and thank you. We can't yell at each other. Yeah, all all your please and your thank yous. Thank you. They work well. It's it's going to be an interesting four weeks, let's just say that. But Um, I'm looking forward to it. Ah, look, I think we're all so overjoyed, aren't we, to be here and be on the ground. And everyone, the whole team, I think we speak for... And look, I'm, I'm absolutely... Wrapped for, for Gracie Alvin, Bridie O'Donnell, um, Simon Gerrans, who's worked on yeah. the last two here, but not with the SBS crew. So it's great to have three really new talent and I know they're gonna do a great job. So it's, uh, you know, and you and I will be sort of working predominantly with Gracie yeah. over the sort of three, four week period. Um, so yeah, wait. it's
1: gonna be a lot of fun. I can't wait. So uh, there's plenty more to come on the, the, uh, on, the, on the network, on the whole network, and that includes, of course, our Zwift SBS cycling podcast. Maka, I think uh, you get first shot at finding dinner tonight. You know what, let's
2: just play it safe. Let's just eat in the hotel buffet. Okay, it looks the buffet.
1: buffet, Le buffet. Thank, Thank you, Maka. Thank you. This was the uh, Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast, episode one for this Tour de France uh, 2022. Uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, same place, same time tomorrow. It's bye for now.
0: Before we go, a quick word from our sponsors, Zwift. Over the winter, all my motivation comes from taking on their athlete workouts. My favourite is Matthew Vanderpool. Fun is going full gas as he helps build your anaerobic capacity. These training plans have helped me find my best. There are workouts from Garant Thomas and Anna Vanderbregen, so every aspect of your riding can be tested, ready for summer. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com and I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.